just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Oh, thank you so much. It's almost like we half rehearsed it before. Yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome down to the 100th episode of the Do Go On podcast. Yeah. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm about to be joined on stage by two of my favourite people in the whole world. We've been together for many a week now. Can you please go crazy for Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart? Dave, I will not go out there without a rock star welcome. So weird. What are you guys all doing here? <laughs> no one took these seats either. I would have definitely sat down here. I may well do it. I was going to say, <laughs> you will at some point. No, I, I, I need that area side of stage to do some costume changes throughout the show. <laughs> there will be a little bit of nudity if you can see into the nook there. Someone did it's just weird. ask before uh, when I was at the bar, they go, oh, you got anything exciting planned? And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> And Should that's the have? truth. Uh, sh- wait, uh, this Just got th- balloons. Yeah, I got balloons. Balloons. <laughs> yeah. Um, balloons and air conditioning. Don't, they don't go together. They don't. Um, and the lady at the shop, Lombards, the paper people in Mooney Ponds. Shout out. Um, <laughs> Why'd you go to Mooney Ponds? Because it was close to the studio where I was meeting you guys. Fair enough. Checks out. Smart. Anyway, she was like, oh, what's the occasion? What's a hundred? And I was like... A podcast? And she was like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you better believe she stopped asking follow-up questions. (laughs) Okay. Oh, well, whatever. Fuck that girl. (laughs) But it is uh, so great to be here. Thank you so much for coming out, ladies and gentlemen. 100 weeks, we can't believe it. Though, Matt... You piece of shit. I went early. I went early on the seat. I was... I went to before and I was like, no, 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 I won't be the first. Cool, all right. (laughs) All right. That feels real good. You guys are a pretty hot crowd if you're wooing us sitting on stools, so thank you. Thank you so much. Please, that's what I like in an audience. 
Low expectations. <laughs> this is our 100th episode of the show, though Matt uh, did not fail to remind us that Jess and I have not appeared on all 100. It's my 100th episode. <laughs> <laughs> These clowns have done 98. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have another live show in two weeks uh, for Dave and I for our 100. That's great. We've also got the 98 balloons out the back. It's going to be great. But, uh, 98 Luft balloons. <laughs> Any old people in? <laughs> Any old people in? I do want to know who the oldest person here is because we do actually have our well, youngest... I think, it's, I think it's me. You, probably, yeah. He's in Nesta's pointing at you. Because we do actually have our youngest ever listener here. Uh, we have a three-month-old at the back, Willow. What? Is anyone younger than three months? Can <laughs> anyone older than three months? Not me. Not <laughs> How the fuck did you all get here? <laughs> Got a bunch of two-month-olds here. So we do have, uh, have a baby on the back. We also have a very special guest in the crowd. Someone who has come a long, long way, further than Moody Ponds, <laughs> to get here. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to give a big round of applause. We got this email uh, a few weeks ago saying, oh, hey guys, I really love the show. I'd love to come to the, the 100th episode, but I live in California. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the land that time forgot. It's real? <laughs> I'm excited. Who is it? What, Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mark yeah. Zuckerberg is in the building, everybody! Uh, this person has a reality show called Keeping Up With The Kardashians and they have come a long way. No, we got this email and they said that they'd love to come to the show and they're just trying to save up the money if we could put aside a ticket for them. And we said, yeah, we'll, we'll put aside a ticket, but there's no way this person's going to come from California to a show that they can listen to for free in three days. <laughs> But come they did, ladies and gentlemen, and I'd like you to stand up and take a bow. It's Nestor all the way from yeah. California. Very cool. Very, very cool. Thank you so, so much. So, thank you so much for coming along. He also came to my friend show last night, and uh, he was the only one in the front row. How does it feel now? Look at this. Yeah, <laughs> it must feel real nice. It's beautiful, isn't it? The rest of the room was super packed. Um, people are intimidated by me. I'm a, I'm a pretty full-on presence. Look at Jess. She looks at me like that sometimes. <laughs> Normally you guys don't get to see it, but her eyes are saying, shut the fuck up. <laughs> see, he can interpret it, but he keeps talking anyway. It's weird. <laughs> he knows what I'm saying, and he doesn't care. He, he doesn't. <laughs> he does no, not. I zoned out. I genuinely he does zoned not. out there. Look at that ornate ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I hadn't noticed the detail. That's beautiful. <laughs> hmm. We're in a weird little, like... What are we in here? What's this? What's going on? That is a... So that, that's a bulkhead. That, that would uh, probably have some sort of ductwork <laughs> running through it. Uh, former air conditioning salesman. <laughs> knows a lot about it. Uh, now, guys, uh, thank you so much for, for coming out. Now, I assume that most of you have heard the show, but could I have a round of applause if you've never heard our podcast before? It's okay. You can, you can clap. That's fine. It'd be so good if Nesta from California clapped. <laughs> yeah. So a few people you've never, you've never met. And that's okay. I saw the hesitation in your face, and that's fine. I understand, because you expect we're going to pick on you, and we're not. We're just genuinely... I will pick on you, you dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this dickhead. Hey, everybody! <laughs> oh, 
that. Sorry, sorry. Look, look, you've had before this point. You've had 99 opportunities to hear the show. Mm. No, thanks so much for coming out. Now, give us a round of applause if you have heard the show before. <laughs> thank God, Nesta. Good, good. Oh, thank God. Nesta has heard it. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. This is a show. Uh, I'll direct this at you, where one of us uh, picks a topic, often suggested by listeners of He's the show. He's not blinking. <laughs> Eye contact. Eyes are up here. Come on. Come on. And lost the spiel. I've lost it. One of us will do a report on a topic suggested by one of the listeners. Wow. Are we in love now? Is that how that works? I I don't think that's the thing. Uh, uh, It is my turn to do a report on a topic. Yay! Yeah, we better get going because there is a a comedy show coming up here later and we could be here for a while. It's in three hours' time. (laughs) I think you'll be okay, Dave. Yeah, we better start. We better start. Oh, my iPad has reminded me that Dougal 1100 is today. So (laughs) luckily luckily I'm here. Thanks, iPad. Matt and I were very excited when Dave was like, yeah, yeah, so I've got the report sorted. And we're like, oh, fuck, we don't have to do reports. Yes! So, so... So good. Now, I've put this uh, topic to the vote there. Our Patreon supporters got to vote uh, of three topics. Round of applause if you voted on that. Any Patreon people here? Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, Hopefully, everyone chose what you voted for. Uh, There were three topics uh, in in the hat, and one of them got 60% of the vote. Do you know what would have been really, really funny? If it got 69% of the votes. Uh, One of the topics got 69% of the vote. (laughs) <laughs> 69. Like the sex thing. Just, I just made eye contact with the bartender and he was like, you're an idiot. He also you're said, right. he you're asked right. before, what's going on down here? I said a podcast. I said, oh. You always get that reaction from people. Oh. Cool. So you have a day job. <laughs> you go, Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've got a, a question to get us on topic, as we always do. I'm going to hand this over to Matt and Jess, and when they um, inevitably cannot answer, <laughs> throw it over to you guys. Brutal, but fair. Uh, my question is, is this. Which historical figure is the subject of the 1978 Euro disco hit by German-based oh, pop Oh, I know this. I know this. Of course you do. Bernie M. Rasputin. It is Rasputin! <laughs> Back up! Yeah! 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 Ra, ra, Rasputin. I love that you put on a Russian accent. They do not put on a Russian accent when they sing the song. That's what that was. Yeah, alright. That's, yeah. that's my normal singing accent, Dave. You have a singing accent? You don't? Alright. Now, of the people that voted, give us a round of applause if you did vote for Rasputin. Oh, good! A couple of you, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh, it won 60% of the vote, and it's been suggested no, Dave, by... Dave, 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 Dave. 69% of the vote. And it's been, suge- <laughs> it's been suggested by, by loads of people, so I'm just going to uh, thank them now. So, uh, Rasputin or Rasputin has been suggested by... Rasputin. Okay, I'm putting it out there now. If you say Rasputin, I get to punch you in the leg. Agreed? Are you one of the people that say Vladimir Putin? I... You know me in politics. (laughs) When would I mention that? Fair enough. 
Probably uh, joins Lad. Rasputin, Rasputin has, uh, which I actually believe is more correct, but anyway, we'll go with Rasputin. <laughs> suggested by loads of people, including uh, Adam M. From Boney M. No, I don't know. Uh, at Adam M. His uh, Twitter handle is at Ewok to remember. Well played. Nah, that's uh, good. Fraser Baxter at Optimal F Bax. Molly Bird at Cactus Yogurt. <laughs> Gina Thrap. 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 Incredible name. And her handle is at Rugger Girl 9. <laughs> How many Rugger Girls can there be? Uh, nine. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Marty Grievous at Marty Grievous. You got in early. You got it. Sebastian Culligan at Scullig. Daniel Ryan, the the D the Dryan. D D Ryan. Oh yeah, he's, oh, a, he's, yeah, a, he's a frequent tweeter. Frequent tweeter. Are you gonna read all of them? Oh, there's only two more. Also on email, Abigail Hansen and uh, one of my best buddies who this time last week I was attending his wedding and he whispered in my ear, how about you do uh, Russ <laughs> Putin, my friend Jace. Oh, Congratulations Jace. on your wedding last weekend. Yeah. There you are. <laughs> I just pointed at the wrong man. <laughs> there you are, my best buddy. <laughs> my best friend in the whole world. So uh, here we go. Uh, Rasputin, apart from the song, do you guys know much about Rasputin? Rasputin? Uh, I've seen Anastasia. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> Anastasia was in the, uh, the singer that wore those pink glasses in the late 90s. I'm out of love, set me free. No, the movie. Oh, the best bit of that song. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh, that was my singing accent for you, Matt. <laughs> Dave's singing accent is Anastasia. <laughs> my singing accent is shit house. All right. So, Matt, do you know much about the man, the magic? Yeah, uh, fur hats. <laughs> Had a <laughs> tiny pet bat um, named Bartok. Did he, like... He danced, like, kicking his legs out with his ass really close to the ground. Is that him? <laughs> with his ass really close to the ground. Can you show us what Am you mean? The right yeah, guy? No, I'm not sure what you mean, What Matt? do you mean, Matt? Can you Could show you us? demonstrate? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have a... No... Well, you know what, you like, say I'm, they're like, you know, and they're using their, like their... Nah, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Nah. <laughs> rah, rah, Rasputin. Alright, so I'll get into the report then, because it sounds like you guys know everything about him anyway. But I told you, I've seen Anastasia. I'm <laughs> me free. Great track. No, it's not. <laughs> Did she have any other songs? Left outside alone. To be left outside alone. <laughs> it's cold out here. Thank you. You answered way too quickly. <laughs> way too quickly. He's wearing an Anastasia T-shirt right now. Good one. Sorry, I forgot about Left Outside Alone. You're so right. Good. She's had two songs. Any How others? Many of you any others? Sir, if you know any others. Sick and tired. <laughs> Sick and Are you tired. googling it right now? I don't know, sick and tired. Give us a, give us a bar. I'm sick of being sick and tired. <laughs> <laughs> Round of applause. Round of applause. That was awesome. <laughs> Look, I, I don't often say this, but that was possibly almost as good as what I did. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. He doesn't often say that. <laughs> He's really up himself. All right. Grigori Rasputin. Rasputin. Sorry. What's his first name? Grigori. Gregory. 
Well, it's got an I in there. It's still Gregory, isn't it? All right. Uh, do you have to know Gregory Rasputin? Greg! Greg Rasputin. Yeah, let's call him Greg. Greg. All right, Greg. <laughs> Born into Not a... so scary now, is he? <laughs> Stinky Greg. <laughs> yeah, he's in the wiggles. <laughs> I am... Uh, that's two words of this 3,000-word report. <laughs> Greg was born into a peasant family in Siberia, Russia, in January 1869. A good year. Yes. A sex year. Regret face. A sex year. We've never said that. And it doesn't make sense. I forgot your catchphrase. I thought that's what it was. A sex year. A sex year. That does sound like something I would say. Fair enough. Uh, He was born into a tiny village that's actually unpronounceable and in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put it on the map for you. It's just above... uh, Imagine where Kazakhstan is. Do you guys know geography? Yep. Uh, North of that. About 2,000k east of Moscow. Oh, yep. Yep, great. Yeah, no, I got it. Anywhere near Turkmenistan. Yes, north of there. Okay, great. (laughs) Now I get it. Uh, he was originally christened... Christened. Christened. Uh, Grigory Yefimovic Novik. And his father, Ephim... Ephim. Ephim. <laughs> Ephim Ryder. Ah, Ephim. Ephim was a peasant farmer and church elder who... He farmed peasants! peasants. <laughs> <laughs> a hundred weeks together. <laughs> 98. That's all. A peasant farmer and a church elder, so he's a very religious man, who married Rasputin's mother, Anna. Anna! I was about to talk into my beard. Surely that's Anna. Surely that's no, Anna. No, if it's one N. It's double N. Double N, that's Anna. Anna! I've got an Anna here and she gets real pissed off when, um, when people say Anna. Just a fun fact for you. Wanted to mention that I have a friend. Good on you. Prove it. <laughs> Good I on can't. you. Anna. Anna. <laughs> Matt's already put himself to the timeout. He still has a mic uh, though, so. The couple, this is Ephraim and Anna, had uh, seven other children, all of whom died in infancy or early childhood. Seven so. other children, eight, eight kids. Eight kids. <laughs> Question is do they know what was causing it? Do they know? Do they know? Sex. Uh, not much is known about Greg's childhood other than the fact that uh, despite attending school, the peasant man remained illiterate well into adulthood. The peasant man. That's mean. <laughs> I wasn't just calling him Greg. <laughs> A local archival record suggests that he had uh, somewhat of an unruly youth, possibly involving drinking, small thefts, and dis- uh, disrespecting local authorities. Sounds like you, Matthew. By uh, a... <laughs> But there is no evidence of him being charged with stealing horses, blasphemy, or other major crimes that he was later rumoured to have committed as a young man. That's just getting changed. He's literally doing a costume change. It's really hot in here. So take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot. I want you to go on with the report, please, Dave. Yeah, to be honest, I prefer Anastasia songs, so that's where I'm at in my life. (laughs) Uh, somewhere along the track, uh, reputation for Gregory's licentiousness 
AKA being promiscuous and unprincipled in sexual matters. Licentiousness. May have earned him the uh, surname Rasputin, which is Russian for debauched one. So Greg the Slut. <laughs> Greg the Slut. Or, I will pose this caveat that some historians believe Rasputin <laughs> means where two rivers meet. A phrase... Oh. Uh, Much like sluts. <laughs> a phrase that... Uh, Describes an area where he was born in Siberia, but that's really, really boring. So we're going to go with we're going to go with sluts. Greg we the slut. Go with that. Uh, it's much more fun <laughs> to talk about how, even as a young man, he gained a reputation as a rake, a man with a debauched and endless sexual appetite, and also collector of leaves. <laughs> this, I can confirm that is also true. <laughs> happy with yourself over there aren't you come on come back oh costume change number one <laughs> and yeah i said there was nothing special happening but uh all right he's yeah. he's, your special thing is wearing a t-shirt <laughs> you know these guys put in effort so i thought i should as well okay fair do go on uh, at the age of 18 rasputin underwent a religious conversion he entered a monastery with the intention of becoming a monk where he may have learned to read and write but after a few months, he left, presumably to get married to a peasant girl that he had been courting. Her name, Praskovia. Praskovia. Okay. Well, nailed that. <laughs> Every other name you've picked me up on so far. Well done, David. Thank you. Praskovia. At the age of 19, he wed Praskovia, and they later had five children, three of whom lived. So, they had, so three's fine. We, we won't make, like, three's okay, right? What happened to the other two? They did not live. <laughs> that makes sense. That does make sense. Whew, thank goodness for that. Uh, but in 1893, Rasputin decided to leave his family to travel. Just to take a gap year to find himself. A gap year from a family. From a family yeah. <laughs> Guys. Nah, that makes sense. Just going to be away for a year. Yeah. I need to find myself. He yeah, needed I, I've met a, a couple of Greg the Sluts on Contiki Tours in my time. <laughs> yeah. Never been on one, but I, you know... It sounded funny, and then I thought, I don't want people thinking I've been on a Kentucky tour. <laughs> and, in, and ruin your incredible reputation. <laughs> uh, so he's suddenly travelling, he's on his gap year. He suddenly had a keen interest in religion. Some suggest this was because he'd had a vision of the Virgin Mary. Others say he just needed to skip town to avoid punishment for stealing a horse. Let's go with the horse option. Yeah. Either way, he was now pretty religious. He left Stealing home. a horse will do that. Yeah, exactly. It'll change It'll you. change you. It'll change you. Yeah. Stealing a horse on Kentucky Tour will really change you. <laughs> Matt, am I right? Yes. I uh, know. Damn it. <laughs> uh, he left home and wandered to Mount Athos in Greece and then to Jerusalem. And I say wandered, but that is a 4,300 yeah. kilometre wander. That's quite a wander. He's got a long wander. You know when you're, when you're with your mum on a Sunday and she goes, let's go for a wander. That's not a wander. Yeah, let's go to Mount Athos. Yeah. <laughs> no, mum. Not, a, not again. <laughs> I'm not going to Mount Athos, mum. <laughs> Mount means sex. <laughs> Possibly that's why Rasputin went there in the first place. Regret face number one. That's like number three. <laughs> Please do go on, is this, is this pat nice and patronising? Yes. Thank you. 
Uh, on his wanderings, on his several thousand kilometer wanderings, he lived off the peasants, uh, off peasants' donations, and started. Wait. To... Oh my god. So peasants, presumably, don't have a lot of money, mm. and then he's taking money from them because he he started to gain a reputation as a self-proclaimed holy man with the ability to heal the sick. And predict the future. Self-proclaimed anything is fucked. <laughs> like, you can be anything if you just say you are. I'm the Queen of England. Self-proclaimed. 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 I'm the self-proclaimed Queen of England, and you are all my subjects. Now, but you sound a little bit doubtful about him being able to have uh, these paranormal activities. Are you doubting that? I'm a little doubtful, yes. Well, let me just say that my favourite sentence written about Rasputin that I could find is from Orthodox... Wikipedia, the Encyclopedia and Information Centre for Orthodox Christianity. Which I've been using regular Wikipedia. <laughs> no, no, you, you haven't lived until you've gone Orthodox. It says... That's the best! Sorry. And, it's, and you will find such nuggets of information as this. Quote, During his youth, Rasputin gained a reputation of supernatural powers, which he allegedly... When he I allegedly identified a horse thief... By paranormal powers. That guy's taking that horse. <laughs> and then it has no information or any sources to back that up. So that his reputation is, yeah, horse thief. Bang. He's pretty good at this. He's pretty good. Wow. I'm sorry, I doubted him. And uh, he's, he also looked at the part. He started to wear the robes of a monk. And he accepted God, but not in the same way that hardline monks of the day did. Rasputin was more convinced that God is all about pleasure and fun, which is unlike any religious person I've ever met. (laughs) (laughs) The richness of a normal monkhood was alien to him. Uh, To quote uh, another strange website, website, it practically is, it's (laughs) PetersburgMysticHistory.info. What? What? Petersburg. Petersburg. Look, it did sound like you heard Petersburg too, right? I was like, no, that's not a website. Did anyone end up buying bumhouse.com? Because if if you have a a, its sister website, could be Petersburg Mystery History Info. Petersburg, don't like that. Petersburg writes. Quote, he loved wine, women, music, dances, long and interesting conversations. Ah, that's his Tinder profile right there. (laughs) Right there. Hey guys, I'm all about uh, horse thieves, women. And just like a long chat. Let's just chat. Let's get to know each other. And then all all about his crazy promiscuous sex. Mm. That's what Tinder's about, isn't it? Uh, He returned to his village, a changed man, now looking dishevelled and behaving differently than he had before. He was now rocking a sweet beard, (laughs) dishevelled. You do that genuinely very often, and it's concerning. (laughs) No, good on you. All right. Um. He was also, Matt, a vegetarian. Starting to describe that here. But one thing that sets you apart from Rasputin is he started to swear off alcohol. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. I swear on alcohol, you (laughs) fucking dickhead. See, I changed change change the meaning of swear there for humorous effect. <laughs> yeah, arguably. Right. <laughs> uh, swearing off alcohol did not last long for Rasputin and he went back into drink. It never hard. does. Anytime anybody's like, I'm d- it's usually after a, ha- a, hung- a hangover, a hungover, a hangover. Like, I'm never drinking again. I'm never doing it. And the next weekend it's like, woo! <laughs> 
Anyway. I did that this morning. <laughs> Never drinking again. Yeah, Never, Never doing it. Uh, he made a living as a mystic, and whilst his main home was still in his home village, uh, he went on lots of pilgrimages. So he's now a fly-in, fly-out pilgrimage kind of <laughs> Yes, I wrote that down. And when you wrote it, uh, presumably three weeks ago, because you're very organised with these, you wrote it, right? You wrote it, and then you went... <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, which is pretty much the uh, reaction I got from the live crowd, too. So. <laughs> I get it. It's not good, but I get it. No, good on you. Go Thank you go. so much. Uh, throughout his travels, a <laughs> uh, world of Rasputin's activity and charisma began to spread in Siberia during the early 1900s. He acquired a reputation as a wise and perceptive starets, which is a, a holy man, who could help people resolve their spiritual crises, crises and anxieties. Oh. So he's a calmer. He's a calm guy. He's just a chill dude. He's super chill. And he started to acquire a bit of a posse that travelled with him. And despite rumours that Rasputin was having sex with most of his female followers, he won over church officials and his charisma and apparent healing powers even impressed a local powerful bishop named Chrysanthinos. So far this is sounding quite a bit like Charles Manson too. So he healed with his dick. <laughs> it's a bit culty, isn't it? It's a little bit, a little bit culty. Yeah, I, I, I really thought he was a dancer, but um, he had a, he had a the swimsuit I thought he was a, I thought he was a cartoon villain, so we were both wrong. Uh, Matt, if I can refer you to penisburgmysteryhistory.info, he loved wine, women, music, dancers. Yeah, all right. So I can dig this guy. It sounds like you're reading off my own biography. <laughs> also found on Orthodox Wikipedia. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding... Not in a way that's like, oh, my God, it's expanding, like, yeah, yeah. More physically. Like it's growing more customers, yes. more interest. Not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's, like, blowing up and yeah, it's, yeah. oh, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products or you offer services like massage or oh. nails. Oh my gosh. Or uh, consulting. Should we, after this, get Manny Petty? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh. Yeah. It looks like Jess has just uploaded something, What it? but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. 
capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organize your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Um, so he's got he's uh, he's uh, befriended a local bishop who uh, gave him a letter of recommendation to a uh, powerful person in the church in St Petersburg, the Big Smoke, and uh, he, it was arranged for him to wander over in 1903 to St Petersburg, another two and a half thousand kilometer wander. And he's not ma- a wander. His main reason for going to the big city was to raise money to build a monastery in his village. Okay, so that's what he's going. He's going to build a monastery, a brothel. <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> the court circles and upper classes of St. Petersburg at that time were entertaining themselves by delving into mysticism and the occult. So when Rasputin rocks up, a filthy, unkempt wanderer with extraordinary eyes. Oh. And supposed healing and fortune telling talents, he was warmly welcomed. By the aristocracy. What's so extraordinary about his eyes? Do they People shoot laser about, beams? They're like this sort of... Pew! 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 That's extraordinary. Otherwise, not impressed. Well, it's going to be hard to impress you now. <laughs> he just had uh, these, these beautiful sort of green eyes that would stare into your soul. Much like... <laughs> but I have blue eyes. <laughs> no, yours are pretty good. Yours are, she's got good eyes, guys. <laughs> Take it from me if you're up in the back, you can't see shit. <laughs> Sorry about that, should have got here earlier. <laughs> I like it when Dave turns. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? Cool, it goes from like game show host to fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. It's like, okay, alright. <laughs> Who will I kill next? <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you're alright, you're okay. <laughs> You're all good. You're all good. I love you all. Love you all. Are you doing a bit of love up the back there? Give us some love in the back row. Nice. Uh, Guys. That's so creepy. Just just work in the room here, don't mind me. Nice. Um, so he's, he's a big hit with the, uh, Matt's signed out. the upper on, classes. Let's get him back. He's a, a big hit with the upper classes. Uh, but he, only, he probably only stayed a few months on this initial visit to St. Petersburg. Um, but he made quite a sp- splash there and was invited back in 1905. Oh, he was invited. Oh, well, like, he does come back. Are there many cities now that are invite only? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, I was going to say the capital of North Korea, but then I remembered I don't know what it is. Pyongyang. <laughs> Pyongyang. <laughs> Wish Nailed I knew it because it, it would have been real good. <laughs> <laughs> We have been invited over to the uh, first ever North Korean podcast festival. Still waiting to decide if we're into it or not. <laughs> Dave, yep. Dave, is that true? Yep, yeah, Dave, it is. have we been invited there? Yeah, we have, personally. Dave, I don't want to go. <laughs> Dave, don't make me go. You have got nice eyes. <laughs> it's the first time he's ever looked at them. Yeah, really nice. Over the time, over time, uh, now he's back in St. Petersburg, he's moving up the ranks and he's formed friendships with several members of the aristocracy. Up the ranks of his own cult? Oh, the aristocracy. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> okay. He's meeting royals now, including the black princesses, as they're called, uh, Melissa and Anastasia of Montenegro. Anastasia. Is... <laughs> She's out of love. 
Uh, can you think of a fourth Anastasia track? No, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you no, knew I that question coming. She did a version of uh, Elton John's Saturday. Did she? How would that go? Saturday, Saturday. Sounding more like Elton, do it more like Anastasia. Uh, repeat a uh, hundred times. That's how that song goes. Let's say a hundred, say a, a, a Saturday a hundred times. Anyway, he's met the Black Princesses. They're married to the Tsar's cousin, or the Tsar's cousins, and were instrumental in introducing Rasputin to Tsar Nicholas II and his family. The Tsar, of course, being the king of Russia. I know. My face is blank because I'm bored. All right. <laughs> Not because I don't know. I've got, I've got to get through the admin before we can get to more sex and killing. All right. <laughs> no, you're doing, you're doing great. I'm just rec- I'm recognising these names from Anastasia. And I'm excited to start filling in the blanks with my knowledge. Look, okay, when you first mentioned Anastasia, I thought, I've seen that. And then I imagined the movie Fantasia. <laughs> and I was like... Very was Ras- similar. Where was Rasputin? Where was he? Rasputin was dancing with the mop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's how I know him. That's how I know him. Anyway, so he's met the king. Zah. Uh, the Tsar. 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 Tsar Nick. Nicholas II. Uh, Rasputin first met the Tsar in November 1905 at the uh, Peterhof Palace. Uh, the Tsar recorded the event in his diary, writing, A few days ago I received a peasant. Dear diary. <laughs> Dear diary. It's me, Tsar Nicholas again. As you know, this is my diary. <laughs> received a peasant as a I, gift? I received a peasant. <laughs> or what does that mean? sexually. Oh. <laughs> Well, he did bring a gift. I received a peasant from the Tobolsk district. This is a classic Russian accent. <laughs> Grigory Rasputin, who brought me an icon of St. Simon the Kuch. He made a remark... Sorry, Dave, I missed that part. St. Simon the Kuch. Oh, yeah. Again, authentic. <laughs> he made a remarkably strong impression, both on Her Majesty and on myself, so that instead of five minutes, our conversation went on for more than an hour. More than an hour. Uh, end quote. Sorry. Thank you, diary. Good night. <laughs> it's Zan Nicholas, by the way. <laughs> love, love. Bye-bye. Oh, I'm so bad at ending these. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> oh, too much. Oh. oh, now my diary thinks I'm clingy. Oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know what you would do to that diary, but I like it. You know, you know when I text you and do a little XX? That's what I'm actually doing. Do I <laughs> Matt is in shock. <laughs> uh, so he's made a good impression on the Tsar. The uh, Rasputin would not meet the Tsar and his wife again for some months. He uh, returned to his town shortly after their first meeting and did not return to St. Petersburg until the following year. However, he, he started... Uh, Writing several letters to the Tsar. Oh, yeah. Dear Rasputin. This <laughs> is I, Tsar Nicholas II. <laughs> I do wish you would come at once. I left the oven on and I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> I am a king. I do not usually turn on the oven. I was <laughs> trying to bake cookies for when you visited. I got nervous. I have do you like cookies? <laughs> I've burnt down several of the royal palace's best rooms. He's Love, Tsar real... Nicholas. P.S. It's Tsar Nicholas, by the way. <laughs> He's real clingy. He's so clingy. Play it cool, man. Jesus. 
Right, you can Treat see. Treat the keep him keen. <laughs> Dear Rasputin, visit or don't, whatever. <laughs> don't care. Signed, anonymous. <laughs> Just hit my face on the mic. <laughs> So sorry, so sorry. All right, guys. Matt, Time. you have zoned right out, haven't you? It's really hot in here. <laughs> Matt, do you want to take those pants off? <laughs> he only has one other layer, so he's done. Fuck. You guys not feeling... All no, right. I dressed appropriately. <laughs> Can you try to concentrate? Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks, mate. All right, guys. Thanks here, so much. We, Thank we you. Go, here's a serious bit. The Tsar, Nicholas II, and his wife, the Tsarina... Fuck off. They called Sarina. I didn't know Fuck that. off. Sarina. Don't like it. Sarina. Doesn't... No, I don't like it. They had five children together. The youngest and only male and therefore next in line to the throne, Alexei, was born in 1904 with haemophilia. Haemophilia is a uh, mostly inherited genetic disorder that impairs the body's ability to make blood clots, a process needed to stop bleeding. So we can't stop bleeding. I know. Yeah, I know. I, I know most people probably know what haemophilia is, but just in case, I'll put that in there because I'm going to talk about it for about ten minutes. <laughs> Why? Because at, at the time, haemophilia was referred to as the royal disease. Uh, this was because across Europe... What would it be now? Chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> would it? Um, what do they all got? Uh, A lot of them. Yeah. Even the little ones. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was <Wow>. too far. <laughs> I it's good to know, know where the liar though. The line moves, I feel. I can't say babes have got chlamydia anymore. PC police going mad. It's a nanny state. Open your eyes, sheeple. Sorry, Willow. So it was referred to as the royal disease. Uh, this is because across Europe, it seemed that every king and queen at the time were descendants of Queen Victoria, who herself had nine children. The question, of course, being, do they know what was causing it? And I've actually written that down here. You really did. No, oh, that's sweet. Could it be the inbreeding? <laughs> yes. A little of that, and also her children married European royalty across, across the continent, which for a time was a good thing, as it was seen at the time, that family would be less likely to go to war with each other. <laughs> which, until 1914, was true. <laughs> A side effect. <laughs> History buffs, what's up? Um, a side effect of all being related. Yes, I did just say History buffs, what's up? Can't believe it. Let it out, Jeff. No, no. <clears throat> he has to earn it. A side effect of all being related is that you are susceptible to sharing the same genetic disorders. So three of Victoria's children had haemophilia and then they pass it on to their kids in the royal families of Spain, Germany and Russia. So Tsar Nicholas II, his only male heir, is a baby that suffers from a disease that makes even a, a small wound make you likely to bleed to death. And at a time where medical science isn't that great, it's a really worrying thing. So he's really worried about they that. They have, like, just every room, band-aids. Packet of band-aids in every room, quick access. They had them, yeah? They had the, the tough strip ones. They're good. Yeah. Oh. They not, will not come off. They're so good. Not the plastic shit out. No, ones. fuck those off. The ones with pictures of the wiggles on them <laughs> that I definitely didn't have. I definitely did. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. They're perfect for fingers. And as a nail biter, they were perfect. It's a fun... It's not all comedy. Um. <laughs> Some of it's uh, biographical and sad. <laughs> 
see the line. You never know. You don't, you don't sometimes bother. they hate me, sometimes they pity me. I'll take anything. I want to feel something. Uh, this is all at a time. This is all at a time where the Tsar was already in hot water because he'd, uh, he'd just lost a war over in Japan that everyone thought Russia was definitely going to win. And actually, they uh, were annihilated and they lost their whole Russian Baltic fleet. So They lost it. They lost it. <laughs> Sean Connery was in charge and they lost every single ship. The submarines fared even worse. <laughs> I'm really happy I found some S words there. <laughs> Uh, so stuff's not going well for him with the people. It's not going well at home. His kid's very sick. His diary's like, dude, back off. You know, it's just a all round. <laughs> Please, leave me be. <laughs> uh, the biggest concern is that Alexei's going to die and the royal doctors, royal doctors think that it's likely that this baby's not going to live and it's the only male heir, so he's really worried about that. So the doctors could not help Alexei. So the Tsarina, the mother, Alexandra, looked everywhere for help, ultimately turning to her best friend and lady-in-waiting, Anna, probably Anna, to secure the help of the charismatic peasant healer Rasputin in 1905. So they sent out a letter, they're like, we need your help. And he arrived at the palace and went to work on the boy straight away. And to everyone's amazement, the bleeding seemed to stop for some time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long. Like it didn't seconds. stop, it seemed to. Um, <laughs> it kept it, going. Oh, it stopped. No, I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong. I'm sorry, it's bleeding. That, oh, that red stuff, that's blood. <laughs> Thanks for coming back in for that. (laughs) Now, some historians have speculated that the bleeding likely stopped as a a result of Rasputin's uh, insistence on disallowing medicine and they were giving him aspirin at the time, which is a a known blood-thinning agent that would have made you bleed even more. Uh. (laughs) And I'm an idiot and I know that. Anyway, no, good on you, doctors. Thanks for uh, coming back in for that, Jeff. <laughs> they like it when you're mean. All right, well, get ready, motherfuckers. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> the bad boy of the Diggle on podcast over there. Yeah, that's right, dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> I walked right into that, I did. Should've More where that came from. <laughs> Fuck stick. Oh. What's oh, this gesture you doing? returns there. What's this? What's that? That's, you know. Why are you doing that? Whenever I've got my own thing, Jess, you have to shoot it down. <laughs> People were starting to say we're doing the mat. We're doing the mat. <laughs> <laughs> And now here you come along and make it seem less cool than it is. Thank you very much. That's the Jess. <laughs> Just shitting all over people's dreams. <laughs> I have a dream. It goes like this. It's a dumb dream. And Bindi Owen's a bitch. Oh, yeah. The deep cut. That, that doesn't mean anything to you at all. We just don't have time. Yeah, sorry. But you get it, right? Like, she's so patronising. Oh. Hi, everyone. Fuck off. Oh, we tried to make Jess's life a bindi-free zone because she gets real angry. Get real mad. Shut up, you dumb fuck. She's so annoying. Anyway. <laughs> I'm ready for you to move on now. Uh, sorry to interrupt your little rant there with some facts, but here we go. 
Uh, the other theory is that Rasputin may have just calmed down the boy with hypnosis. Ah. Calmed him down so then, you know, stop struggling, stop bleeding. The other theory is he's magic. <laughs> we all know which one we're going for. And to the person who mattered the most in this situation, the boy's mother, the Tsarina, she was amazed and immediately enlisted the services of Rasputin as a close advisor. Oh. So suddenly he's in. He's in with the royal family. Upon leaving the palace, he warned the parents that the destiny of both the child and the dynasty were irrevocably linked to him, thereby setting in motion a decade of Rasputin's powerful influence on the imperial family and the affairs of state. So that's just as he left? So as he left, he throws that at them. thank you so much for having me. It has been absolutely delightful. Um, Those cookies were amazing. Thank you so much, Sir Nicholas. By the way, if you ever cross me, your son's going to die. Bye! (laughs) Is that how it went? Uh, Do you have a transcript? Do you have a transcript there? That's that's pretty much exactly what happened. And uh, they bought it. They bought his bullshit. He's now... He's in with the top dogs. And in the presence of the royal family, Rasputin, he's a smart guy, he consistently maintained the posture of a humble and holy peasant in front of them. The posture. The posture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My my back hurts. Outside court, however... He soon fell into his former licentious habits, Ugh, preaching. Licentious. Don't that like that word. This is this is this is uh, what he preaches. He preaches that physical contact with his own person had a purifying and healing effect, <laughs> thereby uh, acquiring many mistresses and uh, many women wanting to seduce him because they think that he's some sort of magic man. Sure. Okay. He's like, if you have sex with me, you'll be cool. <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> I have magical powers. <laughs> I was going to say something really gross there, and I stopped myself. That's growing up. What were you going to say? You have magical a magical puss. <laughs> yeah, see, I stopped myself, and it was the right choice. And then I said it anyway. And that was the wrong choice. Do you see where I went wrong, guys? Yes. <laughs> Many women were keen to experience his purifying effect. But one thing I will note here is that Rasputin continued to see his family. His daughters later lived with him in St. Petersburg and he, uh, he supported his wife financially. Oh, man. Some people just make it all work, you know? You can have it all. You know, good relationship with your kids, but you're very absent and you can just fuck anything that moves. But your wife's not mad at you. She ain't mad. When accounts of Rasputin's conduct reached the ears of Nicholas, the Tsar... The Tsar was refused to believe that the man he referred to as our friend and our holy man, a sign of trust that the family had placed in him, uh, they could do any wrong. So he's like, no, not my guy. No, he'd never do that. Uh, He's not a slut at all. And uh, anyone who pointed the finger at Rasputin had backfired for them because his accusers found themselves transferred to remote regions of the empire or entirely removed from their positions of influence. So you couldn't badmouth him. Uh, the Tsarina was particularly close with Rasputin and began to believe that God was speaking to her through him. I've missed so much. What? <laughs> what is happening? You've been here the whole time. It... Where do you go? Where do you go? My lovely... Where are you? Where did you go? He's a peasant farmer, right? Yeah, he's a magic man. He's got a magic penis. <laughs> okay, okay. Does that explain See, now that he says that I hear it? All right, I hear how I gross that is, sorry. Do you, do you, are you on board now? I think so. Magic dick. <laughs> yeah, all right. Back on board? Yeah. Back on board. All righty, welcome back. 
With that two-phrase, uh, two-word phrase, we've uh, explained everything so far on the podcast. Uh, while fascinated by Rasputin, the St. Petersburg elite did elite leak chicken and leek pie. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> we lost him. Oh, <laughs> he's gone. Sorry, where am I? So about pies. The St. Petersburg report. elite did not widely accept Rasputin. He did not fit in with the rest of the royal family, and uh, he and the Russian Orthodox Church had a very strained relationship, uh, accusing him of a variety of immoral or evil practices. Uh, at one point, uh, people complained to Tsar Nicholas, some ha- powerful people, and they sent Rasputin away for a couple of months, but then he s- boy got sick again, so they brought him back. And after that, they never mentioned anything again. He could pretty much do anything he wanted from that point mm-hmm. on. He could do anything or anyone he wanted. Anyone. So, anyway, the Tsar... Wasn't doing anything to stop him. But the people, the people of Russia were starting to talk. Uh, between 1906 and 1914, uh, various politicians and journalists used Rasputin's association with the imperial family to undermine the dynasty's credibility and push for reform, making the royals less and less popular. So they start publishing all these articles in uh, newspapers and they have cartoons of Rasputin and uh, everyone's like, oh, if the royals are into that kind of weird stuff, then maybe we're not into the royals. Sure. Do you know what? If they came, if somebody posts an article about the royals being really into, like, bondage, I'd like them more. You know? You're on board? I'd just be like, oh, they're people. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just, just picture... Because, like, the Queen must watch Netflix, you know? Like, yeah, she's she got watches, downtime. She watches The Crown. <laughs> she's like, this is fucking wrong. Yeah. I didn't say that yeah, shit. That's not true. But just imagine her, like, sitting in bed just watching Netflix. Like, she's just a person. She poos. No, she does not. She does How not. Dare you. How dare you. Blasphemous. There, there'd be a time in history where you'd be executed for saying that. Well, I'm just saying. And I think we should bring it back, personally. <laughs> personally, I do. So it's funny when he's me. Okay, yeah, cool. Finding the yeah. line. Finding the line. That's right. I'm allowed to threaten anyone I want. This fucker right here. <laughs> nah, you're cool. Love you. <laughs> hey, Dave, which one's your best mate? Oh, the, oh no, the Anastasia. Sorry, Jason, I went to his wedding, but the guy that knows Anastasia. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Afterwards, I'll, I'll show you my Anastasia song, Saturday with Elton John, and we'll have a great time. <laughs> We can cue that up, right? <laughs> um, so he's in with the top dogs. Uh, people are publishing shit about him. And then in 1914, uh, tensions and rivalries across Europe are boiling over, and out of nowhere, World War I is declared. What? A war is declared, and then it all... It, the first it, it, it one. kicks off. The First World War. Huh. And they were like... Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I have. That's the joke. <laughs> I it's actually, very good. I actually wasn't surprised. Um, <laughs> so, and as Russia entered World War One, Rasputin predicted that calamity would befall the country, and he was right because Russia was very unprepared. Okay. And it's kind of a bit of uh, they had one grenade. <laughs> Are we good? I don't know. Um, How many million people would this hand grenade kill? <laughs> Two million. That's not enough. <laughs> I'm going to need at least five more hand grenades. <laughs> and uh, also, a big part uh, of Russia being in the war, it's because uh, it was Tsar Nicholas's fault, so people are pretty pissed off about that because they're not ready for that. Dear Diary. <laughs> <laughs> Made a bit of a whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> well, he took command of the Russian army himself. That's not never a, a good, good idea. idea. No. Move over, highly trained generals. <laughs> it is I, the Tsar. 
Me and my diary will lead this war. <laughs> diary, what should I do? <laughs> he's gone completely mad by this time. Well, while he's away commanding the war, uh, the Tsarina took responsibility for domestic policy. Always rescued... Typical. Put the woman in the domestic role. Great. Well, now she's sort of in charge of the... Uh, Cleaning. At-home room. <laughs> the sandwiches. For the whole country. Buying easy off BAM when they run out. How many peasants will this hand grenade feed? <laughs> Two million. That's not enough. <laughs> How you doing over there, Matt? That was very good. <laughs> Thank you. To be honest, deserved more, but... Um... More than your... <laughs> nah, if Matt makes any noise, I'm like, I got one, I got one. <laughs> so creepy. It's like a weird crow in here. <laughs> I'm not going to laugh the rest of the pod. I'm just going to do that. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> What you got? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so you being the crow? I don't know. All right. You okay? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, Matt, if I could just sum it up for you, because you've probably zoned out the last ten minutes. They're Whoa, now in World bad. War I. Yeah. Tsar Nicholas is away. His wife's now in charge. And her closest advisor is Rasputin. And everyone's like, hey, you should get rid of that guy they're starting to refer to as the Mad Monk. And uh, all the government officials are trying to... Uh, warn her that he's a bit crazy but she continues to offend, uh, defend him and then he becomes her number one advisor so now he's really powerful that's a terrible idea that's yeah, a no. really bad idea oh, it's, it's and true. I've seen the film he's a baddie he's oh. got a little tube thing with like glowing green demons in it no but an adorable pet bat called Bartok <laughs> he's so cute so anyway. It all evens out, in the yeah. End. So it's fine, actually. Yeah, don't I worry. was too hard on him. He's so he, right. was he the he was the mad monk because they called Tony Abbott the mad monk. <laughs> <laughs> he was the original. Yeah, there, there, there's room enough in this world for two mad monks. Wow, that's the first impressive fact you've brought today. <laughs> hey, hey, one per show. That's all we're contractually obligated to do. So I'm happy with that. So they don't like it when you mean to him. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Say, so, say something mean to me. Go on, let's just try. Uh, they, is that really your hair? They <laughs> love <laughs> Wrecked! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't step we to me again. <laughs> We're going to talk about this off the pod. Oh no, I'm I am sorry. very mad at you. You know this is my hair. I talk about it all the time. I'm like, hi guys, this is my hair. He never listens. Dave, is this my hair? They never listen. I just don't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> uh, so he's now in charge, and he's actually he's so in charge. He's so, He's so in charge. He's actually making, uh, making recommendations for ministerial appointments. And that's pissing off everyone. Uh, he's continuing on the side. Appointments like your Tuesday at 3.30? or yeah. No, like, you can be the Queen. You can be the Prime Minister. You can have my Tuesday at 3.30 appointment. So he's <laughs> Oprah. Yeah. yeah. 
He, yeah, there's room enough in this world for two mad monks and two Oprahs. Okay, there we go. He was very busy because he was managing to keep his drunkenness and affairs with women of all social backgrounds going on on the side, from street sex workers all the way to society ladies. He was everywhere, and he was constantly in the papers for this scandalous behaviour. I will say Rasputin's wife, however, appeared untroubled by his infidelities, commenting, he has enough for all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I don't like that. What are they talking about specifically there? Are we talking about jism? <laughs> He's got enough jizz for all. You get some jizz. You get some jizz. Everybody get some jizz! Do not check under your seats. Oh my god. No good. Nah, give it a give it a little tap. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, that's enough. Come on. Uh, so people are pissed off at Rasputin. They're also pissed off at the Tsarina for bringing him in. They're also um, annoyed at her, suspicious of her, because she's actually Anglo-German descent, aka the enemy at the time, and uh, she was accused as being of being a uh, spy for Germany. Oh. And soldiers on World War One's Eastern Front apparently spoke of Rasputin having an intimate affair with Alexandra, the Tsarina. No, he wouldn't. And it was past He's got boundaries, you know? <laughs> These days, it's, uh, it's actually considered they didn't have an affair, but at the time, people are thinking that that's, that's what's going on. Bitter. We're talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for clarifying, Jess. <laughs> for people at home, she's doing the finger dick into the hand mutt. <laughs> So while rumours were being published, everyone was talking. Something had to be done about this Rasputin. Ooh, okay. So, What's to be done yeah. about this Homer Simpson? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? We're In do 19... What do you reckon, Matt? Play some bets. Um, 15. I was still thinking about uh, the hand mo- What was the... <laughs> Oh, he's always thinking about the hands. So, something had to be done about Rasputin. I'll tell you, in 1914, a 33-year-old peasant woman attempted to assassinate Rasputin by stabbing him in the stomach outside his home. He was seriously wounded. Some Why claiming, the stomach? Well, his intestines apparently were hanging out of the wound. That's how bad he was. Okay, so she did all right. <laughs> she did a good job. <laughs> and for a time, it was not clear if he would survive the attack. But after a local doctor performed emergency surgery in his home, and after some time in hospital... He recovered fully from the attack, and this led to his legend growing. Perhaps he couldn't die. No, I reckon he can. <laughs> and will. Ah, he's here tonight. Welcome. Is <laughs> <laughs> the dance? Uh, Rasputin was aware of the dangers he was in, and in 1916 he wrote a letter to the Tsarina and made a prediction about his own death. Dear Tsarina... <laughs> If I am killed by common assassins, and especially by my brothers, the Russian peasants, you, the Tsar of Russia, have nothing to fear. Remain on your throne and govern. But if I am murdered by boyars or nobles, and if they shed my blood, their hands will remain soiled with my blood for 25 years. They will not wash their hands from my blood. So what he's saying is, if a peasant takes me out, you'll be fine. But if a rich person takes me out, you're fucked. But 25 years... Of fucked. (laughs) (laughs) That's but like you think you'd that you could threaten forever, you know? 
I'm happy he went 25 and not like 27. Oh, that would God. drive me fucking crazy. But oh, for 21 and a half years, I'd be like, I'm going back in time and killing you right now. Fuck you. But 25's fine. 25. So some people think he can't die. Enter a man named Felix Yusupov. 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 Felix was already good, you know? I was already like, yeah, Felix Yusupov. Felix Yusupov. That's great. An extremely wealthy man who was husband... Where are you? <laughs> I'm in my mind. I'm in the place he's talking about. Which is? Uh, Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can't argue with that. You're in Rasputin. Uh, Felix... Oh, who wasn't in Rasputin? <laughs> Story's full of it. Felix Yusupov is an extremely wealthy man who was husband to the Sarsny. So he's a slight, slight royalty. He's, his family were wealthier than the royal family and possibly the richest family in all of Russia. Nice. Nice. <laughs> he managed to avoid enlisting during World War I due to being an only son, which is a, a loophole in Russia at the time, and he was criticised for being a coward. A relative wrote of him, Felix is a downright civilian, dressed all in brown. Virtually doing Brown. nothing. Brown. Oh, scum colour. <laughs> yeah, because he's fucking pooed his pants. He's a coward. <laughs> Virtually doing nothing. An utterly unpleasant impression he makes. A man idling in such time. So he's worried everyone's talking about how, how he's a uh, massive coward. So he decided to try and win back some pride for the family and the monarchy by killing the man that was tainting their image. Rasputin. Oh, Okay. Uh, plotting uh, Rasputin's murder... That's the guy we've been talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Which is not a place, even though Matt thinks it is. <laughs> plotting Rasputin's murder... Huh? <laughs> the murder would give Yusupov the opportunity to reinvent himself as a patriot and a man of action. He'd look like a cool guy. Dave's doing this. A patriot. That's great. Uh, the most famous version of events is described in Felix Yusupov's memoir is this. So this is the guy, uh, the murdering, attempted murder guy r- writes this. So take it with a grain okay, of salt. Okay, so he wrote a memoir, so he lives... Yeah, great. He wrote the... <laughs> you piece of shit. Uh, in December 1916, he invited Rasputin over to meet his wife, the niece of the Tsar. Rasputin went probably because he thought she was a beautiful woman and they could have sex. That's why he went over. But when he got there, Felix's wife wasn't around. Rasputin was... going to say, she was a real uggo. <laughs> yeah. He was like, no thanks. He still fucked her, but he, didn't, he wasn't happy about it. <laughs> Okay, I just can't read you people. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just have a time out. Uh, Rasputin was taken to a dining... <laughs> Look what you've done. Hey? Happy now? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh. No, no. They don't want it. The saddest chant of all. <laughs> One man yelling Jess three times and then giving up. <laughs> Now Jess knows what it feels like when you've been left outside alone. There's a little sticker here that says peel off. And I'm gonna. Oh, hey! All right, back to timeout, sorry. All right, back from timeout. So he's gone there. The lady that he wants to meet isn't there, but he's invited down to the basement anyway, and he's served a platter of cakes... He doesn't know this, but they are laced with potassium cyanide. They're thinking, (laughs) this will do the trick. To Yusupov's astonishment, Rasputin appeared to be unaffected by the poison. He then asked for some Madeira wine, which they'd also poisoned. He drank three glasses, but still showed no signs of distress. (laughs) Keep them coming! (laughs) 
cyanide, like really, really potent poison. And he's like, what's up? Where's this lady? Where is she? A desperate Yusupov, thinking his plan's falling apart, he borrowed the revolver of the Tsar's cousin who was also in on the plot, and he shot Rasputin in the back. He's like, oh, fuck. Oh, that'll do. He fell to the floor. Not a good time to have you back to us, Jeff. I'll just do this. No one gets shot in the side. The trust you have. They then they picked up a gun and shot him in the side. No, they didn't. They didn't. No, they, he's on the ground. They're shot. He's they're like fuck. He's finally dead. So they went outside to dispose of his clothes, like his jacket and and his hat. So he's just dead and naked. Yeah. Hot. No, cool. But when Felix. No <laughs> oh, good. When Felix went back in, the body was still warm with small drops of blood coming from the wound. He lifted the body by the shirt and it sh- and shook it and it dropped again to the floor. So he was like, oh, this is cool. He then <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> Man, this is right. sick. He then noticed that the left eye of Rasputin started to open. Like then Dave, the... when you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> then the right eye, also like a sleep. Suddenly, Rasputin leapt from the floor with a, quote, devil's look in his eyes. What's that look like, Dave? (laughs) He also let out a wild cry. (laughs) He attacked Felix. Felix struggled for a moment and broke free. Wounded, Rasputin fell again to the floor. Rasputin, not done, crawled up the stairs and started to run outside into the snow. He was shot two more times. Once in the back and then once in the head. Worried that this wasn't em- enough, Felix started to beat him with a rubber club. <laughs> I shot him in the head. This will finish it off. A rubber club. Are you just imagining a big dildo? That's now all I, I could think of. I was like, what would a rubber club... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Rasputin was like, oh, I feel terrible. Oh, I feel good. <laughs> Hit me again. Uh, the conspirators, thinking he's now gone, they bound him in uh, and wrapped him up in cloth and threw him through a hole in the ice into the frozen Neva River. There was reputedly water in his lungs when he... Reputedly. <laughs> there was... <laughs> I you just got a standing ovation for a pun. is awesome. <laughs> Thanks for being on board tonight, guys. We appreciate that. <laughs> Resputedly, there was water in his lungs where his remains were discovered, indicating that he had finally died by drowning. So he may have survived being shot in the head and then th- he was still alive when they threw him in the river. Magic man. Magic man. Uh, some accounts say that the killers also severed his magic penis. His magic penis. Look, well, no account has ever called it a magic penis. I've just added that in for fun. I'm going to come clean. They left his normal penis alone. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, get his magic penis. Uh, subsequently, resulting in urban legends and claims that third parties are in possession of, of the penis. But apparently... Th- and it's here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this, uh, this seems to be a myth. And then the song we play, Sex Bob, Sex Bob, no Everyone, oh. pass it around. <laughs> Have a look, pass it on. Have a look, don't smell it, it smells awful. <laughs> See, you ruined it. We're having a nice time and you ruined it. <laughs> this mic also smells like a magic penis. 
if you can imagine. Uh, so he's now dead. I'm, I'm afraid his body was discovered three days later. He died on December 30, 1916, at a time where the hardships of war had Russia on the verge of collapse. Three months later, or even just two months later, in March 1917, uh, the people revolted against the kingdom uh, in a revolution known as the February Revolution. Uh, the Russian army sided with the revolutionaries and Nicholas II, the Tsar, was forced to abdicate suddenly. Tsar? Tsar. He hoped to seek asylum in the UK, which was initially granted, but then uh, there was internal pressure. Everyone was like, we don't want him. So they withdrew that, leaving him there. Aww. So the Russian royal family was imprisoned in a remote location. When the Bolsheviks seized power the following year in Russia, in July 1918, and more revolutionaries, the family were awoken in the middle of the night, taken into a basement, and they were all quickly, summarily executed. Except Anastasia. And that's where the report really begins. <laughs> Oh, thank All right, God. so we got John Cusack, we got Meg Ryan. <laughs> oh, thanks for taking the heat. I thought uh, talking about the Russian royal family being executed was going to be a real down note, so appreciate that. <laughs> Oof, got me out of there. But Rasputin's prediction just before his own death had come true. Uh, the rich people had killed Rasputin, so therefore uh, the royal family were fucked. And that's your there end you note, is it? Uh, th- I've got here, there you go. That is the story of Russia's... <laughs> Russia's greatest love machine. We made it. Well done. Thank you. Dave, um, I've got a special surprise for you. Um, can you close your eyes? Okay. Oh, God. This is going to be quite weird for you. Is it some sort of magic yeah. penis? Yeah, all right. We're sorry In some ways it is, yes. And probably weird for a lot of you, to be honest. It's weird. Oh. What have you got? What have you got for me? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I I was like, who's touching my face? Who's touching my face? All right. It's, is this because you know I legitimately... Oh, no. <laughs> I forgot about this bit. So... I mean, to be honest, he bought it himself. Um, couldn't have been keener. I found one for half the price, and he said, no, no. No, no, I want the $23 one from the Camberwell Market. <laughs> Can you explain the backstory, Matt? Can you explain the backstory? Do you remember it? Oh, yeah. Uh, To be honest, I can't remember it, but at some point Dave said he promised everyone. Does anyone remember why? Because I can't. I promised. I'm holding a watermelon on stage for everyone at home. I promised that I would... I was like, yeah, I'd be cool with humping and headbutting a a watermelon. Hump and headbutt. Does anyone remember why? In that order. My cousin Adam uh, has never heard... Porridge, yeah. He's never heard this podcast before. He's standing at the back corner of the bar with his arms folded. And Very I, impressed. I'd like, I'd just like to ask Adam, can you please not tell the family about this? It's not you doing it. But yeah, uh, Dave also, said... Adam, could you not tell my family about this? That would be... Oh, that's right. We put it to a Patreon vote saying that whatever you vote for, I'll hump and headbutt. And it was porridge, a watermelon. And, of course, you voted for the hardest one for my noggin. So we thought, as a special treat for the 100th episode that we would do it here now as the grand finale I don't know if I want to look at this are you guys keen on this? <laughs> alright how about we, should we do a like, three, two, one countdown then I'll do a quick hump and then I'll really headbutt it I, I definitely don't want to be in the footage of it <laughs> Don't make me go solo! <laughs> Fuck! 
probably a good time to... <laughs> Anastasia, everybody. Here she is live! Jess, how do I start? Hump. There is legitimately no mark on the watermelon. Uh, great, did you enjoy that? Uh, let's get Matt and Jess back up here. Probably a good, good chance to thank Webby on sound and on tech. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the perfect music there. Could you please give it up for Jeremy Webb on sound tonight? Also, Bianca on the door. Thank you, Bianca on the door. The bar staff. The bar team. I like how Dave's echoing the things I say. Oh, I'd just like to uh, also thank uh, the oh, European Beer Cafe, which put on a great Saturday night comedy show every week. It's on tonight at 8 o'clock in this very room. So we'll probably hang out here just for a few minutes and then we'll go upstairs. But thank you so much for coming out. 100 weeks of Do Go On! Yeah! Thank you. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye! Bye! What a fun time that was. 100th episode for me, Matt Stewart. Obviously the 98th episode for Jess Perkins and Dave Warnicky, which is also a very good milestone, I think, for them. Uh, Dave did genuinely hump and headbutt that watermelon at the end, which was, you know, it was. I think it was great. I think it was a really, it was a really beautiful moment. And um, I assume, I think Jess was filming it, so hopefully uh, you'll be able to see that sometime soon. Um, man, there was 120-something people there. It was a... Fucking sweet buzz uh, to do it. It was so much fun. Hopefully it was fun for you guys to listen to. Um, I'd love to thank everyone who was there personally, but this is a couple of days later now and I can't remember everyone's names. Um, Nesta from California, I've hung out with a little bit. Thank him again for coming all the way out, which is, just blew my mind, blew everyone's minds, I think. And also Edward O'Connor from Sweden. What a good guy. Both of those guys came to my uh, festival show, so that's possibly why I remember their names particularly well. Anyway, um, I thought I'd just jump in here to uh, quickly plug uh, another fringe show that I'm doing coming up. It's called the Imag... Uh, ooh. Oh, hello. It's called the Amazing Travelling Comedy Tour. It's on at 9.30 um, at the Melbourne Fringe from the 24th of September to the 1st of October at the Courthouse Hotel in North Melbourne, 8.30 on Sundays. It features great lineup, a rotating uh, list of guests, including Alistair Trombley-Birchall and Andy Matthews from the Two in the Think Tank podcast, which is one of our favourite podcasts. Also, 
Angus Gordon will be there a few times, uh, who won the Best Newcomer at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. And someone who you might know as Jess Perkins, because that's her name. And she's from the Do Go On podcast, as well as many other things. She'll be there on the 26th and 29th of September. So uh, potentially they're, they're great nights for you guys to come along. And uh, if you want, there's a discount code uh, of Do Go On. And uh, yeah, that'd be sick to see some of you guys there. That would be super amazing. And the other thing that I'm really meant to be doing here is thanking a few of our Patreon uh, subscribers, which, as you guys know, we love everyone who listens, but we particularly love the Patreon supporters because they help make this all financially possible for us to do. Um, Not to make it gross and about money, you know, it's just just nice to have their support uh, on all levels, um, physically, mentally, and financially. I'd love to thank uh, these guys for starters. How about how about this guy Tom Burton? What a legend. He is from a place called Albuquerque, New Mexico, which I only really know from um the Bugs Bunny cartoons. I think they use that a bit um as a as a bit of a punchline. So I don't know if it's a funny place or what, but I've been looking up its website. I'll visit albuquerque.org and I'm on the things to do tab. Things to do and they've got a variety of things, they say. You can play golf. You can go on a hot air balloon over the scenic Rio Grande Valley. That's how I think how they pronounce it over there. Um, mountain biking, uh, hiking among dormant volcanoes, horseback riding. This sounds like a great place. You could even stroll through Old Town. Stroll through Old Town. Man, that sounds like fun. Uh, so let me know, Tom, if that is the kind of thing that you'd recommend to do. I've only quickly looked up your town's website, but it sounds like a bloody ball there, to be honest. Um, thanks so much for your support. You are a motherfucking legend. We've also got Michael Williams, uh, another gun who's uh, on our Patreon. Um, thanks so much for your support, Michael. He's from a town called Brighton in East Sussex. I've been there. I've been to Brighton. I've still looked up their website. Uh, I, I know the town well because one of my favorite musicians, Nick Cave, lives there. Um, and I went down on the pier and that sort of stuff. And their website does plug the pier. You've got to check out the Brighton Pier. It's like a, It's like wood. Uh, and slats of wood that goes out a little way into the beach. That is good stuff. Um, but I'm also looking on their website, what's on right now, and one of the key things here is, so you know this is a happening town. It actually is. I know Brighton's is a, is a really uh, really big cultural uh, town in, in England. But anyway, this, is one of, this one caught my eye. Uh, they've got an event on called Stories on the Wing, British Birds in Literature. It's a free event. At the Booth Museum of Natural History. You can check this out for free. Here's uh, there about. The special display explores the relationship between British birds and storytelling through the ages. Holy shit, am I intrigued. If only I was a little closer, I'd be getting there. Uh, that's for damn sure. And finally, I'd love to thank... So, sorry, thank you, uh, Michael Williams, as I call him Mickey Will. Now, that's how I call him. Um, I'd also love to thank Henry T... I'm so sorry about this, Henry T. I'm going to fuck this up. Henry T. Wilhoit. Henry T. Wilhoit. I just got my face so close to the screen to make sure of it. Hopefully that's right. He's from Newburgh, Oregon. I think I'm saying Oregon in the correct American pronunciation. I would normally say Oregon. Probably neither of those are right. Anyway, I'm on the uh, NewburghOregon.gov calendar tab and uh, you can look at any day right and the day this uh, episode is coming out is i believe on the 20th 
of September. So I've looked up things that you could do in Newburgh today. If you're listening to it today, Henry T, uh, you could go to the Senior Book Club at 1pm. You could, if you know, if you're up earlier, you could go to Sensory Story Time at 10.30am. Um, also, they've got listed today sewer smoke testing. So it is a big day in Newburgh, Oregon. So I, I'd say it's unlikely that uh, Henry's actually listening to the pod uh, on this day. He'll probably catch up in a few days' time after all the bloody excitement has gone out of the town from the smoke testing in the sewer. I'm not fully sure what that means, but it sounds like a bloody good time. Um, I'm I I've I'm gonna let the other guys know that if if and when we come over to do an American tour, we are stopping by Newburgh. Because that sounds like a bloody good time. Thank you so much, Henry, for your support. You are a mother flipping legend. I really appreciate uh, everything you've done. Um, what else do we normally say at the end of the episodes? I think we say stuff like um, you can check us out on uh, Facebook uh, slash do go on pod, facebook.com slash do go on pod. Also on Instagram, our handle is do go on pod. Our Twitter handle is do go on pod. Um, please uh, like us on there. We, we add extra, you know, um, things, photos and, and whatnot sporadically on there. And also, um, yeah, the Patreon, uh, I think, is would be if you looked up Do Go On Podcast or something like that, Do Go On Pod, that should get you there. That would be really nice. Um, and we, you know, people support us there, but we also give rewards. I normally check in every few weeks with a bit of an email newsletter thing it's always very exciting stuff um also do bonus episodes uh there should be one of those coming out soon if if we haven't done one already this month they come out out monthly um also do votes on topics and those sort of things as well so it's a good amount of fun um also oh dave's just messaged me i asked him if he wanted oh my god that's really good apparently someone's bought bumhouse.com that is so funny. All right. Um, that was from, I think, a recent episode. Anyway, um, so if you looked up bumhouse.com now, I think it redirects to our podcast. That is fucking hilarious. Thank you so much to Jacob Sidney Grain. Thank you, Jacob Sidney Grain, you fucking mad dog. Um, what else am I to do? Oh, yeah, if you want to um, uh, give us a, what do you call it? Like a, give us like a bloody uh, review thing on the podcast networks or whatever give us a five star rating yes that'd be really nice um it helps us be more visible or whatever and yeah i think we got some exciting guests coming up in the next month or two um as we might have talked about it sounds like yeah a few really fun things coming up so that should be good so stay tuned um and anything else i think i just say um i normally say laters i think and then jess says bye and then dave says you know, probably something really suave like, alrighty, good on ya, keep it real in the uh, streets and also in the sheets. Alright, cool. Um, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. 
To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.